This is Mary Lewis at A Tiny Homestead, the podcast comprised entirely of conversations with homesteaders, cottage food producers, and crafters. Today I'm talking with Jasmine at Bake Me Happy. Good morning, Jasmine. How are you today? Not too bad. How are you? I'm well. I, uh, technical difficulties aside, everything is good. Um, tell me about yourself and Bake Me Happy. Um, so my whole background, I think I've been trying to bake since I could probably walk realistically. Um, I have always loved and enjoyed cooking and food and how it makes other people feel. Um, so when I actually, so funny thing, I initially wanted to, uh, be a nurse and I really pursued that hardcore. And then I had my daughter and I realized I wanted to be there for her. I wanted to, you know, create those memories that I was, you know, I would always be there for her. Um, and I was like, you know, I, I, I had the initial thought of, I can't make money cooking. I can't make money baking. Um, and I kind of threw myself out there to my friends a little bit. Um, and they're like, run with it, do it you know, you've done it before. And I'm like, yeah, but it was a hobby then. <laughs> I'm like, this is actually, you know, try I'm trying to make a, a living off of it now. And they're like, well, I think you can do it. And I threw myself out into the community and started doing farmer's markets and everything like that. So I was like, I was a little overwhelmed initially at the response of everybody with Bake Me Happy. And now I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride and where it's taking me so far. Um, Oh, literally in over two months, we're going to be opening a storefront and, you know, we're, we're trying to dabble in what else we can bring to our store. And I want to be able to help, you know, the other hobbyists or even, um, you know, pick the can the canning community and be like, Hey, here's a storefront, come do a pop-up, come, come sell your items. Um, so I'm, I'm just really excited to see where everything's going. You should be. You have worked your butt off to get where you are. And I'm. if no one else says it, I'm proud of you. Um, children have a way of changing our priorities. And if you're lucky, you are in a position to be able to make them the the thing that you that you want them to be. Like that's the honor of your life is being a parent. And then you work your life around them. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of where we are right now is like, she changed my whole perspective on life. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for it because it's, it's allowed me to, to kind of open my eyes and see, you know, other things. Yeah, definitely. So when did you, when did you start the business? And so, and so, the, so that we know how long it actually took you to get to a storefront situation. Um, so I started just doing, um, right after she was born, I really, I hadn't done baking in a long time. I used to do it, um, catering events, um, in California when I lived there and I, I was really good. Like I had a system down, you know, I can knock out 500 uh, cupcakes, no problem. And I was doing a lot of church events, corporate events, birthdays, weddings, um, and when I moved to Northern Michigan, I kind of, it fell off. Like I didn't, I didn't have the kitchen space. I, I kind of kept making excuses for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I never baked after for quite a few years. I had hand surgery um, pretty much right after my daughter was born, which was about nine months or 10 months ago now. Oh, okay. And 
I realized I couldn't go back into the career field that I was working in either. Um, so I was trying to readjust at that time and really think of what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, I can't go back in this being a CNA. I can't lift people. I don't have the hand strength realistically. And I was looking at a different career field in general. I was going to go into teaching. Um, but I was like, I'm not, I'm never going to see my kid. So I was like, well, let's, let's see what, what can I do from home? And I had found my love for sourdough and I was starting to do that in general. And I was like, and I found how much I loved it. Never having touched bread before in terms of baking. Um, and I'm like, you know what, what if I picked up baking cakes again? Um, so the realization for me, was, well, can I do it again? Can I do this with my hand? Can I, um, do this with a, you know, an infant at home. So I think the concept started probably really September of 2023 of really trying to pursue baking more seriously. Um, And then I threw myself out into my community probably late December, early January. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was overwhelmed with the response of everybody's like, we don't have a good bakery. We don't have anything fresh. Um, So from there, I really started trying to find avenues of where I could sell under, you know, the cottage uh, law and uh, being able to bake from home. Obviously, I knew everything had to be, you know, non-refrigerated. So from there, probably the whole journey of throwing myself out into the community publicly was January. Here we are late February and we signed a lease last week. So it came together very, very quickly. Yeah, that is, that's super fast. I'm surprised you're not shaking because if I'd done that, I would be just buzzing. (laughs) No, I I haven't stopped actually. I haven't stopped shaking. Okay. Um, It's been, it's like I said, it's overwhelming in a good way, but it's still that, you know, you have that fear of the unknown of like, oh, this has only been a month. Like, is the traction going to stay? Is it going to, you know, is it still going to be received well when we go to a retail place? Um, You know, right now I've been selling out at the farmer's markets pretty much every week. And I bring um, anywhere from 12 loaves of bread. I bring 16 packs of bagels. I bring cake. I bring cake pops. And we literally go home with nothing every week now. So it's definitely, and people are, keep, are like, oh, can we keep asking, you know, they keep asking for more. Like, can we order middle of the week? I'm like, yeah, we can do a middle of the week pickup. Um, so the the need in our area is definitely there. And I'm hoping to be able to fulfill that, you know, and keep everybody's standards, you know, with what they want. That's amazing. That is, that's fantastic for you. Um so does the storefront have a kitchen or are you still going to be cooking at home and then taking your goods to the storefront? Nope. So we actually, um, when we signed the lease, the uh, place that it was, was an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And prior to the ice cream shop, it was a sub shop. So like all the electrical is there. Um, we just had to, you know, buy equipment and kind of go with the health department, meet the standards that they want. So we will actually be baking in-house and then putting out our product that morning. Yay! Oh, this is like my dream. It will never happen because it is literally a dream. I'm not ever going to open a bakery. But when I was younger, I really kind of thought about it. And I was like, man, it would be so cool to have a little bakery shop with a kitchen and the pretty display cases. But I had four kids and 
my husband worked full time and there was no way it was going to happen. And it's really not going to happen now because they're all grown and I'm doing other things. But <laughs> you're living, you're, I'm going to live vicariously through you. How's that? That works perfectly. I, okay. uh, I'm, you know, my friends asked me, they're like, did you see this happening? And I'm like, honestly, no, I never in a million years, if you would have asked me last year or even five years ago, is this where you see yourself? It definitely would not have been on my list of things that I ever would have thought happened to me. Yeah, if you'd asked me back in uh, June of 2023, if I would be talking to you and producing a podcast, I would have been like, I don't even know what a pod, I mean, I know what a podcast is, but I don't know how to do that. Yeah. So it's really (laughs) funny how things pop up and, and you, you're like, well, why not? And then you do it and you find out that you really want to keep doing it. Yeah. And, um, you know, my friends uh, look at me now and they're like, you have so much joy. Like you can see that you're happy. And I'm like, you know, honestly, no matter like how like much I'm like still stressed about all of this, I am happy and I am enjoying it. And my outlook now is worst case scenario. I go back to home baking. What's wrong with that? I enjoy it. You know, I I sell out of my home still. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm going to try this venture and I'm really hoping it pans out, which I, from the response that I'm getting from, uh, you know, several different little towns in our community of baking that there is the need for freshness. And, you know, my whole thing is I'm diabetic as well. So why the whole venture into sourdough was because, it helps me be a little healthier. It wasn't, yeah. um, you know, producing all of these added sugars and preservatives. So I want to bring that to, you know, people that are wanting it. And I yeah. know, that, um, you know, this, the, the store, going to the store, it's the convenience. And I get that, you know, going and going to go get your meat and your loaf of bread. Well, that just makes sense. But, you know, for those people that are really looking for freshness and looking for other alternatives, that's what I'm here for. You know, I uh, was approached to uh, by a uh, customer asking if I could do a non-dairy cake because no one would do it for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm like, I can, you know, I can. It's not much of an adjustment in the ingredients. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You know, and they were so appreciative. And that's that's what I want to. I want to be able to cater to my community and what whatever needs that they're lacking as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And it's it's also interesting to me that you're doing this because of something that helps you as well as wanting to share the thing that helps you to help other people. Because a lot of the people I've chatted with for the episodes on the podcast, that's how it starts. You're like, I need I need this thing. I can make it happen for me. And then it works for you. And then you're like, oh, this could help other people. I need to put this out in the world. And this is not, this is not your story. This is, this is your story, but it's also a lot of other people's story that, that we do things and we want to share it with, with everybody. Yeah. And I like, I mean, you know, I'm sharing not only, you know, the healthy perspective of bread, but also the, it just makes me happy. So I'm sharing my happiness with, you know, everybody that buys a loaf of bread and then they come back and they're like, oh my God, it was the best bread or the best cake I've ever had. And it just brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, my mom always told me when, you know, growing up, if you don't cook with love, it's never going to come out right. You know, she's like, yeah. if you're rushing and you're stressed, she's like, it's going to show in your food or in your, whatever you're making. 
So I always try to like, I take that as my decompression period. If I'm, you know, kneading sourdough bread or I'm cutting uh, stuff for inclusions in that bread, I try to take that as my me time now. Yeah. And your mom is right because I cook all the time. And if I'm stressed and I'm trying to throw things together because dinner needs to be on the table, it never turns out as well as when I have time and I think about it and I get everything out and I know what I have and what I, I'm not missing anything. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a meditation. Cooking is a meditation for me. So I get it. Um, And the happiness part is interesting because our oldest son came to visit this past weekend and he and his lovely wife just bought a new house in the Midwest and they really, really wanted to move back to the Midwest and they moved back in December. We had seen him back in December just before they closed on the new place and he was stressed and he had to work. He he works from home, so he brought his computer with him and he was working And not a lot of laughing or chatting happened the two days he was here. This time, the joy and happiness was just spilling out of him. I don't think there was a waking moment when he wasn't talking. And it was so nice to have that energy in the house from him. So, yeah, happiness is a thing that we need to share, too. Most definitely. And it's like... Um, being a part of the farmer's market community right now has been also so uh, enlightening. Like I didn't know that there was that community and, you know, camaraderie ship behind it. You know, we go and, um, you know, one of the girls, she sells vegetables and pickled items. And I'm like, uh, Hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm planning dinner tonight. Why don't I just buy it here? You know, instead of the mindset of going to the store, Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, okay, well, uh, you want to just trade for a pack of bagels? I'm like, you sure? And she's like, yeah, that's what we do. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) She's like, you know, I feed your family, you feed my family. It all works out. So it it was just, it was a little enlightening to see that too and be a part of that community and how they want you to succeed just as much. Um, You know, there's not, you know, there are other people, you know, I have the mindset, like we have five different coffee shops in our town. Um, And I think we have maybe two other bakeries. They dabble in a little different things. One's more geared towards wedding cakes. The other one's cheesecakes. cakes. And we can all succeed and we can all help each other. Um, And that's the joy that I've been finding is helping support those other small businesses as well. Yes. There's a lady that makes bagels at our, our farmer's market and we traded fresh produce from our garden for bagels from her last year and we were both thrilled she really wanted to can and we really wanted bagels and it worked out perfectly um so when you when you started looking into moving to the storefront did you have any like advice from the small business administration did you seek out information before you did it or did you just do it so funny thing, I actually accidentally fell into wanting to look for a mm-hmm. <laughs> a retail location. It was a it was like, hey, you know, maybe in a few few years, like let's just see what's out there. And when we did, uh, you know, we started putting out those inquiries. There were a few that were just way out of our price range. There was no way it was going to happen, or there were a few that was like, 
oh my goodness, there's so much work. Like this is a complete rehab job, um, you know, with plumbing and electrical, there's no way this would ever happen. And then I found this little, uh, you know, I wanted it initially to be in the town that I lived in. And then I opened up, I'm like, well, let's look and see what other, you know, cities have out there. And that's how we found the place in Lake Tomahawk. Um, and it, it just worked out so great. But I initially uh, reached out to, I would have to look at the exact acronym, but it's like, um, I think it's CODA, I want to mm-hmm. say. It, help, it kind of gives you like free business advice through like our state itself. So like okay. it helps you navigate uh, like the Wisconsin laws and, you know, uh, helps you navigate like where to apply for grants where to you know how to create a business plan um financial advice uh and they give it to you to small businesses for free to try to help you know up and coming so i reached out to them and they were able to help me create a business plan and just gave me a little tips and tricks but also our community is so fantastic that a few of the little you know mom pa sub shops or um other bakeries have given me advice. They're like, Hey, these are our suppliers. Hey, this is how we started. We started small. We added things. Um, we had a connection, um, or one of the gals, uh, that owns a sub shop of town over. She's like, Hey, you know, you might want to get a pre-inspection from the health department to see if the building is ready. She's like, you don't want to go into it blindly. So we've gotten so much good advice um, that I feel like that's also what has helped be an easier transition into a retail. Okay. There's an old saying about it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yep. And I don't, I don't think that that's true. I think it is what you know, but the who you know really comes in handy, especially if they're willing to help. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, the funny thing is, um, I was always under the impression, I guess, working in nursing that, you know, you don't always give everybody else the, you know, advice or whatever that you would have. And I've never, I've never appreciated that mindset. Like, I've always been one to help new, newer CNAs, especially up and coming, like, hey, these are a couple tips and tricks to make your life easier and not kill your back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've been so appreciated of the businesses that, you know, I mean, they could see me as direct competition and they don't. They're deciding to help me and trying to further me along, which has been enormous. Like that advice that um, those connections have been so big into our uh, our Bake Me Happy, you know, retail. Yeah. Um, does moving into retail afford you other opportunities for other things to bake or are you just going to stick with what you have um it does allow me to uh expand our menu just a little bit right now like i don't have the room to do like cinnamon rolls and i would love to do those um it would allow me to maybe even potentially do sourdough donuts it it, so it'll allow me to kind of dabble in a few other things or even um figure out what might be missing in the market that other people want that maybe I can do. Nice. I was, I was hoping that was the answer. (laughs) So the, definitely the space um, alone is going to be big. I mean, I'm, I'm baking and preparing food in my tiny kitchen with, you know, I my oven can only handle like maybe a rack and a half of Mm -hmm. certain things a few cakes at a time. So being able to 
be just in an industrial oven or a commercial oven alone um, is going to increase my production time ridiculous. Fantastic. That shop is going to smell so good. My husband makes uh, cinnamon rolls around Christmas time Mm -hmm. and my house smells so good every time he makes them. And because I love the smell of it so much, but because I don't want to be 500 pounds because I eat cinnamon rolls every weekend, that's a, a <laughs> terrible plan. Um, we actually bought some fragrance oils and oh. made made like a cinnamon roll candle. And we, I, I can't remember, I think we only made a few as tests, but anytime I light those, my whole house smells like when he bakes cinnamon rolls. It's fantastic. How funny. Yeah. Um, so our, our, the joke is my friends will always, you know, get like the, maybe the not so pretty things or, mm-hmm. you know, the bread that maybe didn't rise as well. Um, they're like, why don't you just eat it? I'm like, honestly, by the time the end of the day, like I'm tired of smelling it. I don't want it in my house anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it, it is a, a, a very good smell to come into though. Like that fresh break baked bread smell is amazing yeah my uh my first husband i've been married three times worked at a cookie store a a chain cookie store and when he first started working there it was great because he would come home smelling like cookies and that was fine after six months of him working at the cookie store i couldn't even eat cookies cookies anymore i was just like i can't i can't do it yeah it was just too much all the time So, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I don't know about you, but at Christmas time, back when my kids were younger, we would do um, Christmas cookies, you know, to give to the family. Mm -hmm. And we would do gingerbread cookies and we would do sugar cookies. And we didn't just do one batch on one day. We would do cookies like three weekends in a row. And By the third weekend, I was like, thank God we're giving these away. I can't look at another sugar cookie. It, it just, you, you'd think you would build up a tolerance to the smell and to the eating them, but, yeah, no. but you don't. You don't. That's why, Chris, that's why Christmas cookies are such a treat because it's once a year. Yeah, we did a Christmas cookie party. So um, you'd get a bunch of different families together. I think there was like a minimum... Or at least it worked really well with at least 10 families. Mm -hmm. Um, And each family would bring a dozen cookies. And then you would bring your own container. And you got to take, you know, a few of everybody's cookie that they made. And you would print the recipe. And the recipe would go with you. So at the end of the day, you could go home with, you know, 10 different kinds of cookies with 10 different cookie recipes. It was a great little thing that got the kids together and, the you know, moms and it was just a great family activity, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had we had friends with little kids, and we would have them come, too, and let them decorate. So it worked out great. Um, okay. I'm trying to think because I've talked to a few bakers so far, and every baker I talk to is always just so excited and so happy-sounding when I talk to them. Um. So you love, you absolutely love what you're doing. You're excited about the shop. When, when is the shop opening? April. Um, so the goal is to be a soft opening April 1st with probably a grand opening on my daughter's first birthday of April 6th. A fun. Are you going to have a birthday party at the shop? Uh, it was going to be like, you know, the, uh, what is it? Uh, berry, or berry sweet 
kind of theme. Um, she's got these pink rosy cheeks that always remind me of strawberries. So I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to do a berry theme. Yeah. Okay. And you're in Iowa. I'm in uh, Wisconsin. Oh, sorry. Wisconsin. I keep getting Iowa and Wisconsin messed up. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Wisconsin. Yep. And how big is your town? Uh, so our town, I think, is a little over 4,500. Oh, so um, it's, a, it's a small town. Yeah. And then Lake Tomahawk, where we're opening the store. Let's see. Lake Tomahawk. Um, I think it's very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lake Tomahawk population's are um, just about 200. Okay. So, so I assume that the people from the town that you live in will go to the town your shop is in to buy from you. Yeah. So we're actually, uh, so Lake Tomahawk is right in between two bigger cities. So being one being Monaco, which is a very touristy town mm-hmm. and then Rhinelander, um, which is that bigger town feel. So um, I think Monaco's population is around that 4,500 mark as well. Um, and we're right smack in the middle. So we've got 15 miles between either, you know, either direction. So I think, uh, we'll definitely get a lot of cross traffic. We're right on a main highway road. So, um, it's kind of like that one road that connects Monaco and Rhinelander together, but also goes down to like our bigger, bigger towns. This situation was meant to be for you. Um, a lot of people would call it a God thing. I would call it a universe thing. But either way, the stars have a line for you to be really successful. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. I, I feel like the universe is just pushing me in this direction. And I, I was talking to a friend the other day and I was like, it feels too easy. And she's mm-hmm. like, you know what? She's like, easy sometimes is a gift. You never turn down a gift, right? And I'm like, no. She's like, so then just take the gift and accept it and say thank you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah. Do not look a gift horse in the mouth because it yep. may never come back again. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've been I've been along for the ride because that's literally what it feels like at this point. A very, uh, you know, smooth coasting ride and just really trying to enjoy it and see where it goes. Yeah. Um, I I don't know how much research you've done into the actual running the business end of this. We started a business last summer or last spring, sorry. And we did not quite understand how quarterly taxes worked. And we know now, but we had to actually go out and look it up and figure it out. And I assume that quarterly taxes are the same for every small business in the U.S., but I could be wrong. So I, I'm guessing you know about that. Yeah. And keep really good records. Because yeah, um, everybody trying... has been there. everybody's advice that has a business has been keep every receipt, keep every, like, every <clears throat> note you can think of, um, you know, for a while until you know what you need to keep. Yep. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to direct your traffic on this, but I also want you to succeed. So that's why I'm sharing information. No, one hundred percent. I've I've loved every advice and every tip we've gotten. 
it's been helpful. I didn't know that quarterly taxes were a thing until somebody told me. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like yearly taxes. Like, you know, when you go out to work and you pay your, you know, your taxes and everyone's yeah. like, you know, if you pay, um, if you budget it right and you pay your taxes, then at the end of the year, you don't owe. And I was like, okay, you know, and just trying to take in all of the advice and write everything down so I don't forget it. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I have a question about, I've always wondered this with restaurants, and since you're basically sort of a restaurant, um, and you're not, you're a bakery, but you deal with food. So how does it work if you, I don't know, if you burn a batch of cookies and you have to throw them away, how does that work? Is it a write-off for the business? Is it, how does that, how do you not lose money if something goes wrong? Um, I don't think there is a way that you don't lose money. It's not technically a write-off. You can cost you can write it, I guess, write it as a loss. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the, I think you're allowed so much loss for your, uh, you know, your quarterly. So, you know, you could say, oh, well, we, we donated it or we, mm-hmm. you know, we burned it. You just have to categorize them. And then at the end of the year, um, obviously like your donation portion gets to be, uh, you know, write, written off. I think you're, I think you get a break if I'm not mistaken on um, like your, so like, you know, when you go into retail and pe- like that loss of, from uh, theft, I think mm-hmm. it kind of goes along in that category because you're, you didn't sell it. So you get that, that little bit of a tax break, I think, because okay. obviously everything you sell, you have to, you know, have the whole taxes thing. Um, yeah. So I think if you record it as it was a loss due to, you know, burned or damaged or expired, you didn't sell it. So that's your little bit of a tax break on it. But I think there is, you know, obviously, which is why you want to try to prevent any of those uh, situations. But no, I had it happen the other day. I burned about two, two dozen cookies that were for an order. And mm-hmm. I was, I was just so mad. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I understand. Um, when my kids were small, I was the cook. I was the one that made dinner every night and, there was something that I was supposed to be making for dinner and I had it going and one of the kids had something happen and I had to deal with kids walk back out in the kitchen and the entire bottom of the pan had burned like inside the pan and ruined dinner. And it's not the same as what you're doing, but anytime you're cooking something and you have to throw it away, it just hurts your heart. Oh yeah. Those cookies. I'm not, I always say I have the cookie curse. I've never been really good at cookies. Uh, Everything else, cakes, cupcakes, that kind of stuff I've been really good at. But cookies, for some reason, if I don't watch them, it's like they go 30 seconds over that timer and they're burned for whatever reason. (laughs) But I was, they hurt my soul because I was like, cool, I need these by tomorrow. And now we're starting over. (laughs) and I felt like I gave them the appropriate time to cook um I had just checked them and they were at that golden brown stage and I was like you know what I want them just a slightly less pale so I'm going to leave them in just a few seconds longer and I think I left them in two minutes longer and within those two minutes they were like hockey pucks yeah I I swear it's the sugar content in cookies because with breads, you can leave breads in a little longer and it doesn't really hurt them because there's not as much sugar that will burn in them. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit more forgiving. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, sugar is really difficult. And for anyone that hasn't worked with sugar, anyone who doesn't cook who's listening, if you ever make anything that has lots of sugar in it, do not touch it until it cools down. Because yes. that sugar will burn the living hell out of you. I've yeah, done I, it. It hurts. Even, um, so like our bagels, we dip them in a, um, right before they go in the oven, they get kind of boiled for about a minute in um, what is like a honey water. But obviously like this is, you're talking almost like two gallons of water to maybe four tablespoons of honey. So mm -hmm. you would think that it's not that much, but when you get it to be that hot for that long, it hurts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Sugar's evil. I mean, I love sugar. I love sweet things, but I do not like playing with sugar when it's hot. Um, I tried making a caramel and didn't, it just did not occur to me that it would be that hot. And I knew not to touch it. I'm not stupid. But I was doing something and I, I barely touched it with the tip of my finger because my hand was too close. And I howled. That hurt like crazy. Yeah, I, uh, I had a, so I hadn't hurt myself, like no cuts, no burns in quite a while with cooking. Um, the other day I was taking out some bagels and I had my oven mitts on, but for whatever reason, just the way that I was holding it, I burned, um, probably it was, I mean, it blistered almost immediately. So it was a pretty bad burn. It was like my whole finger pad through the oven mitt. And I mean, these are professional Oof. grade oven mitts and wow. I still burned. So I was like, I don't know. The, it was just the right circumstances, I guess, that I must have had my finger and I don't know. But it, it hurt. I came in, I dropped the pan and luckily when I dropped the pan, I was already above the oven Mm -hmm. and it fell flat so I didn't lose any of the product but oh my goodness it was like I think I the I had to package still the uh that evening and I couldn't I had to do it with three fingers almost essentially because I couldn't like grip anything it hurts so much yeah and that's another thing is that when you do a job where you work with your hands you tend to be real protective of your hands. I, I used to write and I sliced my hand open on a coffee mug handle that broke. When I grabbed it to, to do the dishes, it, the, the handle just snapped and I sliced my finger on it. Could not type for like two weeks because my finger was in a splint. And Sorry. <laughs> with, with cooking, you've got to have your hands. So you, you, you have to be careful. You have to be aware. You can't grab the oven rack and move it if you turn the heat on because you're going to burn yourself. Um, people who, who don't cook don't know these things. And you just, you have to be aware of, of what can hurt you and what is okay. Yep. It, it's, it's crazy just the little <laughs> bit of, you know, if we do hurt our hands or if people that, you know, walk a lot for work or whatnot you know those little injuries you don't realize how they're going to affect you until later yeah absolutely all right well jasmine it's been 34 minutes almost 35 minutes i try to keep these to half an hour i i really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me and i wish you all the luck in the world with your storefront opening i'm so excited for you Thank you so much mary i really appreciate you inviting me on and this was really a treat to do with you yeah. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.